Hey, what's up, Gadget Smart listeners? Welcome back to the Gadget Smart podcast, where we talk about gadget reviews and news. Today, I want to talk about the Apple event. But before we start, if you want to find out more about our newsletter or how to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, or anything, check us out on the internet for gadgetsm.art. That is gadgetsm.art. So today, Apple announced quite a bit. I want to start from the beginning, the Apple Watch Series 3. I know nobody really wants to talk about it, but the Apple Watch Series 3 has LTE built in. They did it really clever, though. They use an electronic SIM card versus a micro SIM that you find on a phone or other uh, watches. That means the Apple Watch Series 3 is the same size as the Series 2. That also allows for battery life and other things, so you don't have to worry about that. On top of that, the watch has the same phone number as your phone. So that means you don't have to worry about two different SIM cards and two different phone numbers. That's different than other Android Wear watches that have that problem. So Apple Watch is, they really took it down to the core and the detail and made sure everything was right. I really like that. I don't know personally if I want an LTE Apple Watch, but I do like the idea of an Apple Watch having LTE. So people that are going on a run or forget your, your phone at home, you still have the ability to listen to a song, pay with Apple Pay, uh, do like text messages, Apple iMessage and stuff like that. The another, next big piece of news is the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. So the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus are essentially just the like iteration upon the iPhone 7. There's a glass back and this doesn't make a huge difference. It should have been the iPhone 7S is what I'm trying to get at. But what you're going to find on the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus are wireless charging, a new glass back, improved cameras, and other than that, the iPhone 8 isn't what we were all expecting to be that grandiose like iPhone. There is some improvements to the camera, there is the A11 Bionic uh, chip, and the camera is important here because the back camera can shoot 4K at 60 frames per second or 1080p at 240 frames per second. That's insane. So the iPhone 8 will sell for $699 and the 8 Plus will sell for $799. The entry level uh, storage capacity is now 64 gigabyte and an upgraded model is 256 gigs. So Apple's working on getting from that 16 gigabytes all the way up to maybe one day 256 as the default model. Um, So like I said, it's just iteration here. And the big news is the iPhone 10. I'm not a fan of how they did the Roman numerals, the 10, and skipped to that. And I don't know if they're going to do an iPhone 9 or what's the company's aversions to the 9. Windows did Windows 8 and then they jumped to Windows 10. They skipped over 9 too. So I'm curious at what this is. So in the next segment, we're going to talk about the iPhone 10 and what it is going to mean for Apple. The iPhone 10 was announced with an edge-to-edge screen, face ID, no home button, and the price of $1,000. So pre-orders start on October 27th, and you'll be able to actually get it in your hand November 3rd. So let's talk about the edge-to-edge screen. The top has that cutout like the HomePod firmware confirmed, and it's an OLED screen, and supposedly uh, Apple fixed all the problems with OLED, and we won't have any of those like small problems that we've had in previous versions and the reason Apple has cited not using OLED screens before. 
The edged edge screen is beautiful, there's almost no bezel, and that top notch actually houses a lot of the Face ID technology. There's cameras to just make sure there's infrared in there, to make sure it can shoot um, light out when it's actually dark, because everyone was thinking, what is Apple gonna do when Face ID doesn't work in the dark? No one actually thought Apple would have thought of that and used some sort of flashlight to, to really just wake you up in the middle of the night when you just wanted to unlock your phone. Um, the back has a surgical grade stainless steel around the sides. It's water resistant, comes in two colors, space gray and silver. The highest pixel density in an iPhone ever is 458 pixels per inch. The screen is a 5.8 diagonal screen with a resolution of 2436 by 1125. It's big, big screen and it's beautiful. So the first OLED display and it's called True Tone Display Technology, but honestly, it's just refined OLED technology where Apple did some of their crazy software optimizations to make sure the phone screen looked as good as possible. Face ID is replacing Touch ID because there's no Touch ID on this phone. It combines an AR system with a front camera and a so-called flood eliminator to beam that light in your face, so even in the dark, you can be blinded and there's a dedicated neural engine so the um, facial recognition can do it in real time. That means if you add a hat or you do a, grow a beard or you, something changes on your face, the phone will actually be able to recognize all that. It's more secure than Touch ID. There's a one in a million chance another person being able to unlock your phone through Face ID. This is a huge change because Touch ID is one in 50,000. So this is a new level of authentication that you really won't be able to reach with anything else. They work to make sure that it doesn't recognize photos and even face models. It works with Apple Pay, all 30 party apps that already support Touch ID, which is really nice because everyone thought developers were gonna have to go through and re-up all their, their software to work with Face ID. Uh, photo and video playback on there will wrap around the notch, so you'll be able to see the top notch, and, but at the same time, it won't be too irritating. Um, you'll be able to do multitasking by opening iOS Control Center, requiring swipe downs from the top right corner instead of just the top there. Um, and then to get to the home screen, you just swipe up all the way. The iPhone X also has dual 12 megapixel cameras on the rear with dual optical image stabilization, those mouthful there on both lenses. That's huge, huge, huge because I, the Note 8 has it. Um, it's bigger and faster than previous versions. Main camera has an aperture of 1.8 and the telephoto lens has a 2.4 aperture. Um, there's a quad LED true tone flash and then the chip is an A11 bionic processor. Really all I'm trying to get at is this phone is extremely fast. It's the best you can get from the the Apple ecosystem. For $1,000 though, I don't know if I'm gonna personally buy it and I don't know if anybody's gonna personally buy it, but I know it will push more people to get to that financing where they're paying 50 bucks a month, they have Apple Care, they get a new phone every so often, and with wireless charging and edge-dead screen and advanced LTE, Bluetooth 5.0, just like the Galaxy S8 and OnePlus 5, there's just, no reason to spend a th there's no reason to not justify a thousand dollars so i understand why this phone's a thousand dollars they packed a ton of technology into it and 
The space starts at 64 gigabytes for the $1,000 and $1,149 for the 256 gigabyte version. So pre-orders October 27th, set your alarms, and then November 3rd, they'll begin shipping. So I'll have more information on digitalbounds.com and Gadget Smart. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later.